0: what's up everyone it is Steve Buchanan here with Julian Edlow as we get into the week three edition of the unreasonable odds podcast as always we're talking all about the drafting sportsbook and the week three betting card you know what, though? Usually we do two shows a week. Usually we do one on Tuesday, but we hated the Thursday game so much that we're like, we're just going to do one show this week. We're not even going to bother. So if you came here hoping that we were talking about the Thursday night game, well, I got bad news for you. It ain't happening. We're not talking about it at all. We're going to be talking about And by about the time
2: the- you listen to this, and by the time you listen to this, we hope that you have cashed your Thursday night football bets. If you're right. listening to us on Friday or Saturday or Sunday morning or Thursday night while you're watching the game,
0: but as always, we have a pack show here for Thursday. We got odds are with Johnny Avello coming up in just a moment here. After that, we will go over the Week Three card, which is looking like a Eesh! kind of card. If you were hoping to bounce back from Week Two, I don't know if this is going to be the week, but we're going to do our best to kind of navigate through that. And then Julian Edlow is going to do his college corner. Is that what you're calling it, college college corner? football
2: it- corner? Look, okay, if you're watching, there it is. It's a football. It says DraftKings on it great college football board on saturday steve would know nothing about it
0: right uh, julian is now implementing props now that he's here in the office all right let's get right to johnny avello with odds are talk about everything to do with DraftKings Sportsbook. we'll come back and we'll talk about the week of your card
2: you heard the music you know what it means it's time for odds are with Johnny Avello, the director of race and sportsbook operations at DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, how are we doing? Jules, great. Thank you. Let's get right into it. Underdogs continue to dominate. Underdogs and unders, really. Cowboys shock the Bengals, the Jets, with an all-time backdoor cover and win for a game that the Browns had in pocket. Um, The Falcons and Texans come through. Uh, as double digit dogs to so at least cover, not win those games. Uh, Cardinals stunned the Raiders 20 to nothing at halftime, come back and get that one in overtime. Uh, what games won the most for the book in week two, Johnny?
1: Uh, the Bengals were the game that won the most for the House overall yep. on Sunday. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl runner ups can't lose two in a row, right? And Cooper Rush can't lead the Cowboys to victory, correct? Well, <laughs> that's what happened. That's that's the NFL, Jules. Uh We won in every conceivable way in, in that particular game. Uh, other game, Broncos not covering against the Texans. That was good revenue-wise. And to my surprise, and maybe yours, most of the money was on the Saints. So we had a rare winner with the Bucks covering.
2: Yeah, we talked about that off the top of the season. People like to bet on your Bradys, your Rodgers, and... Uh... The Saints were were supposedly the side in that one. Um, let's go to some games that the uh, the public did cash on in in week two. What games did you guys find out DraftKings Sportsbook was was paying out the bettors on?
1: Uh, th- that would be Dolphins' unbelievable comeback win over the Ravens, especially on a money line. Uh, that was an excellent outcome for the betters. Lions over the Commanders uh, and the Arizona straight up win. Uh, over a conservative second half Raider game. <laughs> that was a nice playoff for our clientele, too. Now, I'll tell you one bet that did take place in that game Cardinals were 20 and a half in the in game wager in when uh, the Raiders 100%. were up 17 with the ball. And that was in the first half. So uh, they jumped all over that, too.
2: Wow. Um, All right. So let's talk splits on Bears-Packers was a huge example of a sharp versus square game, uh, the Sunday night football game. So obviously a popular one to bet. Bears win outright against the Niners in week one. The last I looked at our splits um, on Sunday afternoon, not the exact numbers, but it was roughly three quarters of the tickets on the Bears for a quarter of the money. And that means that just a quarter of the tickets were on the Packers, but for three quarters of the money. So big, sharp bets on the Packers, um, got up over 10. Uh, what was your – I just found the splits on that game to be, you know, one of the most extreme, fascinating examples of this. What was your take on, on that game and how the book wound up doing on that game?
1: It, you know, just looking at the game between these two teams, it's one that you may have thought would not turn out so good for the book. Uh, but we actually fared well on that game. Huge handle on it. Number one, divisional rivalry and double digit point spread. So that usually points a couple of those point to the favorite, Uh, the divisional rivalry would point maybe to the dog a little, but there was plenty of bear faithfuls out there on that one. So uh, turned out very well for us. You know, that's a couple of, we just mentioned a couple of favorites that, uh, that we normally get buried on when they cover, and we did well, so that's that's good right. news for us.
2: All right, Brady and Rogers both win, and uh, the book doesn't get crushed on it. A little bit of a unique uh, circumstance there in week two. Um, to round out week two, Johnny, on Monday night, we saw a couple of teams that looked really good uh, in the Bills and the Eagles. Everybody's starting to talk to talk about this uh, Bills-Eagles Super Bowl that we're apparently going to have. In February, um, so I'm sure nothing can go wrong. Um, how much action have those teams been taking in the in the futures market, and are any any other teams getting bet as much as those two early? Because I know the numbers have been flying up the board on uh, on Eagles and Bills futures. Josh Allen and Hertz are flying up the MVP board as well.
1: Yeah, the the, the Bills are the top betting team in the future book market, and the path and vision are very clear for them. Stay healthy and avoid any crazy last-second defeats. Uh, And yes, it's true. Philly has taken some serious action, but this is Jalen Hurts we're talking about here. The path is not so clear. It's quite obstructed, to be honest with you. Uh, The the Chiefs are also taking some significant action, as well as your 2-0 New York Giants.
2: There you go, um, and the Giants' favorite on Monday Night Football against the Cowboys. What a world! Um, I mentioned the MVP market though, and Jalen Hurts has more than chopped his odds in, in half. I know since last week he he is third behind Josh Allen and um, and Mahomes in terms of odds here at plus eight hundred. Last I looked on DK Sportsbook, Allen a growing favorite. Hertz makes a jump. Tua makes a huge jump after the six touchdowns from I think plus forty five hundred to about plus two thousand. Uh, who are the biggest liabilities right now on DK Sportsbook for that MVP award? I assume it's got to be Allen.
1: Well, those guys did take some play this week and rightfully so. Hertz now eight to one and Tua T is twenty to one, but our overall liability still stands with Lamar Jackson now twelve to one, Kirk. Uh, I'm not your kissing cousins at 50 to one. I don't know why they playing him, but you know, I, I don't see him getting there. And then Mahomes is actually a, a pretty good loss for us. He's sitting
2: at five to one. So Alan, we're not in that bad of shape. All right. We're, we're talking about everything that happened last week. Let's start to, uh, to take a look at the week three board. Where is some of this early money going when it comes to week three?
1: Yeah, week three they like the Bills a good piece at Miami. That's up from four and a half to six. Uh, The Chiefs are at the Colts. That's a popular play up to six and a half from three. The the Chiefs. Um, I'll just
2: tell you real quick, Johnny. The Chiefs at the Colts is this week's Bengals at Cowboys. The six and a half road favorite that nobody can see losing.
1: Is that right? Okay, so we know where we're (laughs) here. Yeah. the Chiefs have just, this is four years going on now, Jules, with this Chief team. I mean, it's just, you know, numbers move, two points during the week, popular every week. The Chiefs have been uh, been good handle for the books. And I, you know, I said they don't always cover, so overall they've been good. A uh, couple other games to mention, Eagles are commanding bets over the Commanders. Uh, San Francisco 49ers with the new, old Jimmy G. Who, that's They have the betters' attention at Mile High in Denver. They opened yep. the underdog, and now they're to chalk.
2: All right. Uh, week three games, those are the ones that the betters are on so far. Which ones do you think by kickoff on Sunday have the potential to still take some money and move?
1: Yeah, out of those three I just mentioned, they were pretty big movers. The Eagles might hit yep. seven. Uh, some others that might move from where they are now. Packers open three-point dog at the Bucks. That could hit a pick. Um, yeah. That is dropping a little; it's down to one and a half. But you know, they're going to take they're going to take Rodgers in this game, especially on the money line if they can get at least the dollar fifteen, dollar twenty. Um, Mike
2: Evans now officially uh, that suspension's not getting overturned, so Brady really dinged up at receiver.
1: Yep, and then uh, one last one: Bengals, they're five at the Jets. That has you know, I can see that going up. It's most likely to go up because of some of those factors I just mentioned earlier on the Bengals.
2: The Jets pulled uh, a rabbit out of the hat on Sunday afternoon, and the Bang the 0-2 Bengals are hungry. So, yeah, I, I don't see the Jets' money coming in on that one. But I want to talk real quick. You talked about, um, you know, the Eagles commanding money against the commanders. That one could go up to seven. I want to talk about look-ahead lines for a second. because I, I So I have two of them this week from before the season. I took Baltimore – in a pick at new England. That's now three. If it goes anywhere, I I think it goes towards Baltimore and I took Philly minus one and a half against the commanders. And that one's gone all the way up, but you know, you can't always, you can't invest too much in these when you're going down the line, anybody can get hurt. It's not, you know, betting on the day of the game, but I just, there can be value in this on in terms of betting games down the line. What type of handle do you guys get on these look ahead lines? Um, on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm just curious because I don't know. You know, people want to bet that week's board, but there can be value in looking ahead.
1: You know, they're they're tricky. Uh, First of all, you you have to look at who they're playing the week prior and the week after and so, you know, and try to anticipate what you think may happen because that's why the line is going to change. The handle overall is decent. There's a few good pops here and there, but, you know, inconsequential, actually, to the overall picture by game time. Uh, It does provide us with where we need to be on a certain game by monitoring sharp action. And I think the overall reason doing it is just, it's a really good marketing tool.
2: Agreed. Um, You know, it it can help the better. It can help the book. Um, Everybody kind of learns from having that stuff up as early as possible. Yep. Um, okay, so that's it for the NFL side. We're going to go to college real quick. Another wild weekend of college football. Every week is what were some of the biggest winners and losers uh, this past Saturday for the book?
1: Uh, Oklahoma over Nebraska that, and USC over Fresno. They were terrible games for us. Mm-hmm. It just it wasn't a great day for the house just overall. But we we actually had a few winners. Uh, Texas A and M over Miami was. One that was good for us, and the other was Miss State losing to to the Huskies. But
2: rough day in college football. Mm, A couple of interesting, a couple of higher-ranked teams than their opponents getting points, and uh, those are the ones that lost the people the money. Um, Week four coming up in college football, again, same question as NFL. Where, Where are we seeing some early money and some early movement on the college football board?
1: There's some good games this week. Uh, Michigan, who's three and zero, opened up eighteen and a half over a three and zero Maryland, who has two a T's brother at the quarterback position. I think this game's going to write a lot of money. I do. I, this game's going to be heavily watched, uh, and this is Michigan's first test. And they, you know, they've buried their first three opponents, but yep. uh, you know, this is this is a semi-test. Uh, that game's now down to seventeen. So Maryland seems some money. Ohio State opened 16 and a half over whiskey. The betters want nothing to do with whiskey. They played that up to 19. Um, UNLV up to two and a half point favorite from pick at Utah State. Now, I have to mention this, Jules, because I don't get to talk about the Rebels too often. So okay, yes. <laughs> i don't throw a little perk in there for the Rebels.
2: Um, all right. Well, they're, they're on the move. The betters are liking them. They've been covering. UNLV has been covering this season, um, which is a rarity. All right, I gotta I gotta talk about this one college football game before we go because I want to touch on Notre Dame and UNC. I think the look ahead line before the season here was UNC at home getting like six and a half or seven, uh, but UNC has been better than expected. They're three and zero. They're averaging over fifty points a game, and we got Notre Dame sitting here at one and uh, one and two barely get by Cal they're averaging a little over 18 points a game I just want I'm curious to see what this is is it a is it a sharps betting Notre Dame because they they trust their numbers here and they've got to bounce back and squares betting UNC or is it going to be a mix of it like just where do you expect the money on this game how do you think the handle is gonna gonna turn out where do you think the line goes I think this is just the game of the weekend from a a betting standpoint to just kind of track what the number closes and where the money goes
1: well, first of all, I believe the Irish really miss Coach Kelly. Uh, you know, yeah. I realize there's some new pieces there, especially in the quarterback area, but he was able to squeeze and get every bit of the citrus out of his team. Yep. Marcus Freeman, you know, he's just struggling a bit. And I, you, know, you say sophisticated versus unsophisticated. We opened NC pick. We're up to two. I do believe that Notre Dame – will be the money line play here in this one, knowing the way our clientele like to bet, you know, Notre Dame and get them at a plus on the money line. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, th- I think probably closes somewhere around back to that pick one, maybe NC, maybe even Notre Dame one, uh, anywhere in, the, in that range. I, I don't think NC is going to touch three though.
2: Three will be too much in this one, but I'm I'm fascinated by this game. I have, I have Notre Dame under on the win total and I have UNC under on the win total. So the good news for me is that someone is going to lose this game and I get one step closer on a win total, but I'm going UNC on the side. um, But we can talk about that later on, on the podcast. I don't know how this Notre Dame offense keeps up with a Tar Heel offense that is looking pretty good. That is odds are with Johnny Avello. Johnny, thank you for the time. And we will talk to you next week.
0: All right, thanks, as always, to our guy, Johnny Avello. Thanks for Julian for doing that segment. I just didn't – I couldn't bother with it this week. I'm sick of losing, and I didn't want to look at Johnny and see his big smiling face uh, from this week. He, he was making... grinning ear to ear. I know. Yeah, I know. I figured. I figured. All right, let's talk but about it's all this. all
2: right. I know that we're going to ba- – I know that the public and the betters, us, we're going to bounce back.
0: And I hope so. Because looking at this board, I'm nervous.
2: Looking at this board, Not I think I'm Not necessarily getting... for all of it in week three, but eventually –
0: are, are you getting gun-shy right now? Because I feel like I am. I feel, I feel like I'm already kind of getting nervous about pulling the trigger on some of these games. And I'm, I want to get to one immediately. I know the
2: – yes, I know the first one is a classic case that we should start with and talk about.
0: A classic public letdown case is what it feels like. We got to talk about this Chiefs game because this Chiefs game, um, once upon a time, was creeping up to um, minus seven in favor for the Chiefs. Fine.
2: Sure. Yeah. Let's even start. Let's even start here. Look ahead line on the game, three. Sure. Yeah. Preseason, and the Chiefs start two and zero. Oh, the Colts start oh one and one. The mm-hmm. Colts score outside of the fourth quarter against Houston when they scored seventeen points. The Colts have scored three points in seven quarters and an overtime against the Texans and Jaguars.
0: Oh my God!
2: And that is why this line creeps to six and a half. Gets so oh so close to seven and you can pick it up from here. Um,
0: So it has reached seven on a couple of occasions as I'm going through the trends here. And then all of a sudden, somebody got real frisky. So a group of people, somebody came in and just hammered this line in favor of the Colts. Now it's at five and a half, despite 93% of the handle, 93% of the bets on the Chiefs. So obviously you can do the math on what's on for the Colts here. But this is now down... Correct. Very good. But this is now splits down. As
2: of, splits as of Thursday afternoon, 3.30 Eastern. Correct. Good. And I can tell you Sanders. this move real quick happened. This was this was Wednesday night at some point in time at some book somewhere. A group of sharp professional somebodies whacked this game from 6.5 to
0: 5.5. So to me, and I, and I said this uh, earlier in the week too on, on my Twitter, at SBucanon24, that's me, mm. that I said I'm looking at this line everything tells me that I should be taking the chiefs from what we've seen from both teams. Why would you not be back in the chiefs? And maybe this is more of a reaction from the first two weeks, but I see that line. I see how heavily the public are on it. And I'm just like, good Lord, this is the game that would crush me. Do you kind of feel the same way? Cause even at five and a half, I'm like, Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all.
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm having deja vu. This is yeah. last week where I lost my money on Bengals minus six and a half right road, six and a half favorite. How can they lose this game? Except I mean, the difference is being it was a bounce back spot for, uh, for Cincy and it was Dallas playing shorthanded, I guess. Now you get a full strength two and O Kansas city team going against a team in Indy that looks just awful. I was getting ready I was getting ready to get my hands dirty and play Colts plus seven when it got there because it's just such that would just be such a sharp play. Yeah. And now I'm scared at five and a half to play either side. No matter what, I don't think I can bet Kansas City laying the points. And I don't even think I can put I can get him into a teaser this weekend because I'm so nervous that the Colts need this game so badly. And maybe they eventually – turn. maybe their week one slow start is just always going to haunt them. And then the game again on the road in Jacksonville, you're playing two division road games in a row. Pittman's out. Barrett's out. You have so many injuries that you just can't overcome. Maybe we still haven't seen who the Colts are. And this is their home opener in a got-to-win game, and they finally show up. Like, that could be the case. And that's why I I don't know if I can bet this game anything other – than Colts plus seven if we somehow see it again but when you have splits that are 93 seven and the side <laughs> with seven percent of the bets moves a full point towards them yeah what's going on
0: right yeah so that was definitely eye-opening there um and something that I, I'm going to be interested in watching in as we get all the way to Sunday where, where does this close because I didn't think it would get down to, to five and a half I mean let alone six right like so it's Amazing how this has moved so much, and that really kind of tells you how some of these bigger market players are, are viewing this game. So uh, that was a worry spot for me, and I that kind of that's kind of backed up my sentiment here. So I'm probably passing on this game altogether. Um, I, I think this is a game that I, I might just really end up passing on because there are other options on the board, but that was definitely one that stood out to me and probably stood out to a lot of people that initially when this was out, um, you know, minus the look ahead line, because to be fair, you know, a lot of uh, players don't look that far ahead. And that's, that's totally fine. Right. Um, but looking at that, wh- where it was and where it is now, you know, what number is really going to come into play here? The, I mean, we could see a vast amount of, of um, outcomes from this one, from how much this has moved or how much it could move when, once it comes to Sunday.
2: I think the Chiefs and Colts are kind of the the highlight game of this of this trend or of these splits but there's a handful of others that we can talk about that are in pretty similar situations uh, the bills look ahead they were laying three and a half in miami they're now laying five and a half it's touched six six and a half they have 79 percent of the bets and 87 percent of the handle the ravens came down from three probably yeah. because of lamar jackson not using his arm in practice on wednesday but i expect him to be fine and as long as you have his legs I'm fine with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's right. Right. That one, 89% of the bets, 90% of the handle. That one comes down from three to two and a half for Baltimore. Cincy goes up from four and a half, or actually, the lookhead was six, six and a half, reopens four and a half with the Bengals losing again and the Jets winning. It's now up to six, 76% of the bets for 87% of the money on the Bengals. And then, um, the Eagles, I ha- I actually, I'm very proud of myself. We Before the season, I did get the Eagles minus 130 on the money line in this game. They're now minus six and a half at Washington. They have 81% of the bets for 88% of the handle. Yep. So I guess the question becomes of these games, which ones are you interested in? Uh, which ones are you interested in the favorite? Which ones are you interested in the dog? And which ones do you just stay away from altogether? Which is probably the answer for most of them, like Chiefs and Colts.
0: Well, you know, if you want to talk about proud moments, um, I did grab the Bengals at four and a half because to me that too. was so, so so. To me, that was such they a classic gotta show up here. Well, not only that, but it was a classic sell high, buy low on both teams, selling high on the Jets on that comeback win with Flacco. Nine times out of ten, you run that game; the Jets lose that game. Okay, um, buying low on nine the times Bengals. out of
2: ten. The last time a comeback like that happened in the last ninety seconds, where a team was up thirteen or more, was the two thousand and one Browns. I think it was over two thousand games that a team has been up thirteen or more points with ninety seconds left that they've won. So, forget nine, nine times, times I, out of ten, I met nine hundred and thousand out of two thousand and one times. <laughs> so,
0: um, just wanted so to get the the numbers Bengals. straight. No, that's fair. Uh, but the Bengals and, and and this was and this was, I said this on Vincen too. I was on Vincen Wednesday night.
2: Congratulations I would, on the team.
0: thank you very much. Um, I was. This is a number that I'd be interested playing into up to six. So I still think that it's in play here for the Bengals at six. Granted, you would have loved to have gotten that that number at four and a half or whatever. But to me, it was if all things were equal and all things started with this game or their season started as we imagined the Bengals absolutely should have been at least a seven point favorite in this game. So I still think you're yep. getting a decent yep. number here at six. So I don't hate, Let's so go. it stinks.
2: Go ahead. Let's just already go right into just call this teaser time. And we're basically saying yeah. safe or not safe. And we're saying chiefs not safe. And we're going to rule that the Bengals are safe.
0: They are safe. I would. I th- I would okay. We're on say it the same I'm
2: page safe. on both. So we're on the same page on both so far.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, so that's the Bengal side. So I still play it at six. If you can get it at six, get it at six. Uh, I, I have no issue with that there. Eagles with, with the commanders, I mean, fine. I have no problem with six and a half. I think safe. Yep. I would say so, so too. So if your ba- so if your teaser here is, is Eagles Bengals? hell yeah. Yeah, I'm all I'm mean, all for that.
2: I think we've kind of come to I mean, let me uh let me make sure that a money line parlay is not the better price because we want right. to make sure that we are giving out the best the best overall play here, but it seems like we have come. To a consensus together that a an Eagles, Bengals, teas, would work this week.
0: Now I will say though, the Commanders are better than I expected.
2: And On we'll offense. make it. We're going to call it a money line parlay because if you want to, as we record, Cincy Philly minus one eleven money line parlay. So that's how we would play. It. So, you, so okay, yep. Yeah, so you're saving nine cents. Save nine cents. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I will say that the, the Commanders are better than I expected especially on offense Um, Mm -hmm. you know I'm waiting for the Carson Wentz collapse because it is coming you know where he's gonna poop
2: the bed against his former team trying to do too much against the Eagles
0: (laughs) Uh, well that's kind of where I was going with this if there was
2: I didn't mean to see. no that's fine
0: but if that's where if, if this was the time where that could happen come to fruition uh, this feels like the perfect matchup for that to happen against this Eagles team um, that is just firing on all facets right now on defense, on the ground, through the air, like Jalen Hurts already seen some massive movement in the MVP market very early, but at least he's been playing up to that caliber. He's been playing up to that type of level. Um, so I do feel good about the Eagles, but I would say if there was of these two games where I could maybe see an upset, I would give the edge to the commanders over the Jets against the Bengals.
2: I agree. Divisional road game for the Eagles, who are coming in two and zero, don't need it nearly as much as an zero and two Bengals. I mean, if the zero and two Bengals lose to the Jets to go start your season zero and three, you're almost your season's almost over. After going to the Super yeah. Bowl, your season's almost over after week three. The Bengals cannot afford to lose this game. Whereas Wentz, we're talking about, is he going to take a step back against the Eagles? Maybe he finally lives up to the challenge and has a good revenge game against the Eagles and the two and O Eagles are here how great they are. And they take their foot off the gas coming off a Monday night game on the road in the division. I totally agree with you. If one of these te- two teams loses Philly's the one to lose
0: one other game. I want to point out too. Um, and this is almost playing out exactly like we saw it in week one Packers and bucks, but this time the Packers are on the right side. Of this one, whereas the Packers were uh, the favorites against the Vikings, closed out. Vikings were the favorites. We're Mm -hmm. seeing that happen exactly again. But this time, the Packers are going from the underdogs to I would expect them to be the favorites when all is said and done. And we get to kick off on uh, Sunday afternoon. The Bucks were three point favorites last week in this one. Do you know what the look ahead of line was was for this one? Do you it was
2: it was three, three and a half. All okay. off season and kind of carried into last week, but it's the receiver issues for Tampa, obviously, that is moving this one.
0: Now, to be fair, receiver issues on both sides, right? I mean, the Packers still are, are, are trying to trying to well, work the, that out.
2: The Packers have their all their guys on the field now; they're just not that good,
0: <laughs> right? But the Bucks have receiver issues, running back issues, uh, offensive line issues. I think they had like their third string left tackle in that game last week against the saints because of the injuries that, that have come out and all of this combined Brady's not looking that great. Brady's not looking that good. And, and and he's like possibly getting a divorce or or whatever, whatever's going on. He's the next Adam Levine. I don't know. Something along those lines.
2: Um, He's dropping quite a bit of weight in his face, which is hard to do when you're already Tom Brady. Right.
0: Right. right. (laughs) But right now, you know we're at nearly a pick'em for this game, so we're talking and, about a three points.
2: And so you think you think the Packers up to like a pick are still the the right side in this game? Is what you're saying? Oh yeah, okay. yeah.
0: Like I mean, you should be taking it right now while you're getting the Packers as underdogs, right? Uh, if you can get that one and a half, I think it's at one now actually. But yeah, it was one and it's a one half. One and you today. can get
2: even. Money, I would just take even money in the pick money line Packers, yep. even. Um, but we're agreeing well, almost too much today because I, I do think the Packers are the side here. They blew—I will say they—they they blew out Tampa the last time they went down to Tampa. Um, I think that was Brady's first year in Tampa, so uh, maybe a little bit of a revenge narrative. You know, you don't in a Brady rogers matchup, you don't want to lose too much. And I think that did he lose his last trip to Lambeau as a member of the Patriots? I think he might have. So I think Rodgers might have embarrassed he did. him. I think Rogers might have embarrassed him twice in a row off the top of my top of my head. Um, Samir might drop something in the chat about that to make sure that we're not spewing garbage here, but
0: hint, hint, Samir.
2: (laughs) Samir's had a stressful day. He's busy. We'll give him some extra time. Um, So I don't, I, I never like going against Brady when it's like he kind of needs this one against Rogers, but who's he throwing to Mike Evans, upheld Suspended. on the suspension yep. godwin's obviously long-term injury or at least not playing this week julio was game time last week we'll see if he can get close enough to play this week they could really use him uh it could end up being cole beasley they just signed him a couple of days ago
0: off of the streets yep. right like if i'm relying upon cole beasley things are oh, I'm not going well things are things are not looking well but that could end up being their slot guy if if these injuries return, right?
2: So yeah, I, I mean the the Bucks defense has looked good, so that concerns me with the Packers offense that has only looked good against the Bears a, a, a half really against the Bears because they were yeah. getting shut out for a while in that second half. So I don't know, and that's probably why the we haven't mentioned this. The unders moved like nine points on this game. It went from yeah, like, very much. so. I mean, it went from the low fifties to the low forties. um so maybe that i mean that was the play get the total early and bet the under i think it's probably over adjusted at this point oh god some here i don't have time to read all this you know i don't (laughs) speak spanish (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't uh, this is uh, too late for a play on the total i would lean over with how far it's moved but packers money line is probably where where i would go here Um, I would
0: say too, if this does get back to one and a half, then I'm absolutely teasing the Packers up to seven and a half.
2: Okay. There you go. There's a teaser. Be, that's right a there.
0: great number. That's a great number if you can get um,
2: that. Real quick, going back to the one o'clock window, three other games that I I did want to touch on. Um Bills have looked so good. Miami has a comeback for the ages. Big fourth quarter for Tua. Buffalo lay in five and a half in Miami. What do you what do you make of this one? Because if I I would say the thing that I'm most sure of on either side, I'm a little nervous to use the... I mean, somebody's going to be 3-0 and here. I'm a little nervous yep. to use the Bills in a money line parlay or anything like that. But I could also see them blowing doors here. They have a pretty good defense. The defense has looked great. That front, maybe getting to Tua, caused some problems after the big comeback win. I'd lean to Buffalo here. But if there's anything I'm counting on, I think it's the buffalo offense so i would maybe look at like a buffalo team total or something if i had to make a play in this game what are your thoughts steve
0: here's the only thing i'm worried about is that this bill's secondary really hasn't been tested yet right this might be kind of the first real this might be the first real test for them and that's where i get concerned about backing the bill's in this spot especially at a number like five and a half right so that's and where so, i get and so if bit...
2: that's the case and buffalo secondary does get tested and tua has another good game in like a shootout buffalo team total comes through for you either way i guess
0: yeah uh i i would i would definitely say that i think the you know buffalo is definitely gonna put some points up but i don't see this being like a buffalo blowout like we saw last week by any means. because that tennessee team they are just putrid.
2: tennessee's They're, off Awful.
0: They're awful. They are awful. Like they're going absolutely nowhere. Like, shout out to you for being down on them
2: early. To, well, do you I, have them to miss yeah, the playoffs? I have the, Col- which- I have the Colts to win the division. I need the colt. the party, the other part of that bet is I need the Colts to <laughs> actually do something because they apparently <laughs> think right. too. Um but that that's
0: that's what worries me the most is that if two is actually for real this year, and I think that comeback win last week kind of really made people go, mm, definitely maybe put this, put on this actually mat. will work. Yeah, maybe this will work. Um, if that's going to work in that type of scenario, and then they can start testing this Buffalo secondary. Mm, like I, 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 I'm not saying I'm not ready to say I'm ready. I'm going to be back in the dolphins. But if we, if this moves up to six, I think I have to really seriously consider that on the dolphin side.
2: Okay. And you had the dolphins last week as your best bet on the sweat, yeah. which, uh, you know, had it the whole way. Um Right. Dolphins Pats. Any thoughts here? Uh, the only I I bet two look ahead lines before the season this week. One of them Which was game? Eagles, Eagles minus one thirty, and we're talking Pats Ravens. What did I say? You said Dolphins Pats. Mm. Okay. I did win on the Dolphins side of Dolphins Pats. <laughs> <I got, laughs> but uh I got Baltimore in a pick here in the Pats home opener. It's now sitting yep. two and a half. It's it's touched three. I like where I'm at with the Ravens in a pick. I don't I don't have much of a take on it where it's sitting. I guess I would lay I mean I would lay the two and a half at and then I would stop at three, I guess.
0: I mean, what do you think about the Patriots? Because I just think that they're a pile of junk. I really do.
2: Yeah, they, they scored seven points against the Dolphins, um, and then they score seventeen against the Steelers and kind of connect on an unlikely deep ball to Aguilar that hasn't happened much. Now maybe it can happen. I think they're good for one of those at home against a Baltimore secondary that's dinged up and just allowed that to the Dolphins in that fourth quarter. I'll give the Pats one of those. I think Mac Jones will find one of those guys deep for a touchdown. But other than that, yeah, they're like a 14, 17 point team. So yeah. is Lamar Jackson going to be able to get this team into the 20s? If he does that, I think they win, and I think he does that.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm still not convinced on this Patriots team. Like I know you mentioned the secondary and then obviously that was a big issue for them last week uh, with everything that turned out in that game. But uh, just Jones has been fine. He's okay. But like Parker has been doing nothing on this team. Like Aguilar kind of feels like the the top receiver, I guess you could say at this point, but I just, I have zero faith in this Patriots team offensively that I just, I I, I couldn't lay it. I like, I, I would, it would be, uh pay excuse me ravens are nothing for me mm-hmm. but i just i'm not crazy about the two and a half number especially with the i need to know more about jackson first before i can lay the two and a half
2: fair um all right one last thing in the one o'clock window i want to touch on and uh, might be one that you like uh you were right on the eagles lions over in week one uh yeah eagles lions week one that hits 73 yeah. total points i gave out lions commanders over in week two that sails over. Now we have the Vikings hosting the Lions. Vikings score seven points on Monday Night Football. They're due to break out on offense at home against a bad Detroit defense. And I think whatever the Lions are doing on offense is working, and I'm not too scared of that Minnesota defense. I like. I, it's This one's gone anywhere from 52.5 to 53.5. I'm, I'm hoping to get some 52.5. I, I like the over in this one. I think the Lions are an over team, and it's a good spot to target it given – the offense minnesota has and the game they're coming off of
0: well it's funny too because like when you consider both of these teams detroit is 2-0 and, o, two and o on the over so far covering by an average of just under 20 points yep the vikings are 0-2 on the over and failing to cover by an average of uh, 17 points
2: so it's like you got i think that the lions are the ones teams. that set the tone In this game, and I think that Kirk Cousins, after scoring seven points on primetime, is going to want to put some points on the board.
0: Yeah, and and Justin Jefferson was just blanketed in that game, too. And then obviously that
2: breakout game for Jefferson, too. (laughs)
0: that drop by Irv Smith jr. What would have been a no doubt touchdown was just so deflating for that offense too. And I feel like after that, it was just nothing. If it's a one score game
2: instead of a three score game at Mm -hmm. halftime, then maybe they keep going back and forth. And that one gets way, way closer in terms of putting on the board.
0: I think that set the tone in a negative manner last week. So I, I, I do, I do like the over in that game. I think that is a game that you're taking the over in, um, the offensive line for the Lions has been phenomenal, which has really allowed Jared Goff a ton of time to throw. And we've seen right, when when he can work clean, he is damn good. He can be a very accurate quarterback. Almost like he's the he's number one good... overall pick. It's amazing, right? All of a sudden, we're kind of seeing it. Oh, this is what the Rams were thinking at first. But um, yeah, I, 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 I do like the over in that game too. I think that Lions offense continues to roll. And then the Vikings have a nice bounce back game after you know really being uh, hard pressed for offense last week.
2: Real quick, couple bad teams: Texans and Bears. I think the Texans no, are. Even. I think the Texans are better than the Bears. Sharp money agrees. Forty-eight percent of the bets for sixty-six percent of the handle on the Texans plus three. Um, I I like Texans plus three. You don't have to get into this one if you don't want to. I'm just telling everyone I like it.
0: I'll take Texans three and a half if we can get there.
2: Fine. Okay. Late window. Um, we spent a while on the early games. Anything on these one, two, three, four, four o'clock late window games on the East Coast? We already kind of said we like the Packers. I don't think I'm betting anything else in the rest of these. Although the Falcons are taking sharp money and have been better than their zero and two record, they gave it up again. They crumbled against the Saints, one point loss, and then they tried to come all the way back against the Rams and came just short in that Week Two loss.
0: I, I can't figure out the Seahawks at all. I don't know if they're absurdly bad or if they just had a couple of bad teams that they've run into like well i mean to be fair that broncos i mean because like how how would you view the seahawks if they if bronco if the broncos didn't fumble that get ball three times and then exactly they kind of got you know what i mean
2: they kind of got smoked by the broncos and the broncos you know pooped all over themselves
0: right so it kind of like excuses how I feel about the Seahawks a little bit. Like that's a game I, I want nothing to do with. I, I don't want any part of that game at all. I'm totally ignoring that game. If I'm being honest, the game that really is kind of messing with me is Rams Cardinals. Why are we still, why is it a three and a half? Well, the Rams are by far the superior team.
2: They haven't played very and well. They got smoked I, by I, Buffalo. I, the offensive line was awful. Cooper cup was the only right. guy that Stafford could get the ball to. And then they bounce back like you would think and start blowing out the Falcons, but then leave the door open and let them come all the way back.
0: Because the splits is what's telling, right? 71% of the bets is on the Rams, but only 53% of the handle. So in turn, the Cardinals, 29% of the bets, but 47% of the handle. So some big time money going on the Cardinals. But when you put these two teams next to each other on paper, side by side, the the Rams are are the far superior team, far superior team. Like Matt Stafford are. should be carved should be carving that Cardinal secondary up. Robinson finally started getting involved after a dud in Week One. Looked great in Week Two. Was very close to getting two touchdowns in that game. Higby's involved. C- Cooper Cup's been great. Like this should be a much bigger spread than it is. But I worry about. That it's not. And I worry that the money is going on the Cardinals in this spot because so, I feel strong about the Rams, but the it's not showing that.
2: So are you gonna bet the Rams?
0: Yeah, I want to bet the Rams, but I'm nervous. I'll tell you I'm gunshot. Yeah. I'm gunshot. You really like are I, shook I, I that makes me I, I am. But you can't tell me that you don't you can't you feel different. I'm
2: not, I'm, I don't I'm think not I'm saying bet, anything obscure. I'm not betting that game because I I'm I think that there's a chance that the Rams might not be good.
1: Ugh,
0: I don't uh, They should be good. The Niners might not <laughs> want... be a
2: bad bet to win that division right now, in my opinion. Oh, God, and I'm going to take the even... Sunday night game for my best bet because that's where I'm going for my oh, best bet. I don't
0: want to do that at all. I don't want to do that at
1: all. Anything for you Monday night no,
2: football? No. I think, no, the, I, the, the, I think the, the Giants I the beat the Cowboys. I think the pick'em game. As we record, is disrespectful. I would go Giants, but I'm not betting it. Um, anything player? The Cowboys.
0: The Cowboys weren't supposed to play that good last week, though.
2: <laughs> no, when they did. weren't. The, that one hurt me. Um, right. Anything? Anything player prop wise you're looking at? I'll be honest. I haven't. I haven't fully dug into them this week, so more may may you know come to me later. But I also haven't had a very good start in in the player prop market, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not necessarily looking to go all in on many of these.
0: No, I mean, to be fair, I, I very rarely go heavy on player props in the first few weeks of the season, because I think it's just too early. And there's you there's still a lot to be learned about these teams. But as the season progresses, then you can really start attacking these player props.
2: All right. Fair enough. We're going to leave the player props alone for this episode of Unreasonable odds Um, and that takes us to best bets before we get out of here I will go first because we haven't talked Sunday night football on Sunday night of week two as soon as this number came out I put out as my my largest wager of the week was going to be San Francisco 49ers plus 120 money line it is now minus 120 money line and I'm fine with that Um, the Niners are going to rally around Jimmy G like they did last week it was against a bad Seahawks team But Jimmy Garoppolo's 33-14 and as a starting quarterback. He covers about 66% of the time on the road as a starting quarterback. Um, The 49ers are a pretty good team, and they're going to rally around Jimmy G being in there. And they have a coaching advantage because Nathaniel Hackett has been awful for the Denver Broncos. Uh, I have no idea what he's doing. He had a chance to come in and redeem himself against the Houston Texans in Week 2. Failed to. Coached another miserable game. Russell Wilson can't get on the same page as his receivers or with this offense or with whatever it is. He has not gotten going, and the 49ers' defense probably isn't the unit that you're going to get going against. Uh, like he He's like a completions guy, and he's not completing passes. Jerry Judy's dinged up. Patrick Sertan's dinged up. Niners are winning this game on Sunday Night Football. That is uh, my best bet for the NFL Week 3 card.
0: I just, I can't stand Jimmy Garoppolo. I hate him. Well,
2: I don't, I don't care. I can't
0: stand that guy. Oh, I know. I just, that, that, that meant I can't stand you. I do a podcast with you. (laughs) You, you get paid for it. Yeah. Well, I guess you don't
2: get paid to, for anything Jimmy G related. So, sure.
0: That, that sentiment has plagued me so much that I can just never get myself to, to bet the 49ers. I just can't. I'm yeah, going to do that money line we're parlay. We were talk-
2: vengeances rather than taking sharp sides. That's fine. Go ahead. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, I don't live in a mansion. Um, I'm taking that money line parlay we're talking about with Bengals and Eagles. Save you a couple cents here on the money line. Get them against the Commanders and the Jets. Two teams that should win those games. Uh, I feel very confident about. It. We talked about you can tease these teams down, but you're saving yourself uh, nine cents there uh, by taking the money line parlay. So I would just go that route instead. Bengals, Eagles to win. Don't do normally do parlays, but I do feel very strong about both those teams, so that's where I'm at with that one.
2: College football corner. Take me about two minutes. We're going to run through the board. Steve's going to say nothing. Um, Why do you say why corner? I don't know. College football corner. College football. Uh, because I don't have anything else to say. I can't think of anything else, so that's why it's the college football (laughs) corner. Okay. Well, ask Samir. Maybe Samir will come up with something. Um, Baylor, Iowa State, noon game. I don't get it with Iowa State, but they're, they're favored by two and a half here at home. I think Baylor's much better. And, uh, you know, tough loss against BYU a couple weeks ago. They were right in that game. It goes to overtime. I think Baylor should be favored here, and they're getting two and a half on the road. Give me Baylor in that one. window, some popular games. I'll start with the less sexy of them. Michigan State hosting Minnesota. Everybody was wondering why ranked Michigan State was an underdog at Washington, unranked Washington last week. Washington blew doors, wasn't even as close as the final score uh, because Michigan State got a couple garbage time touchdowns. Now Michigan State at home in a revenge spot against Minnesota. Minnesota's been good so far this season, but they're going to be without their top wide receiver for the rest of the year. Um... Give me the, the home dog there. I would love getting three, but I think plus 125 on the money line is fine. It's sitting at two and a half. The game everyone's going to be watching at 330. That's Notre Dame UNC. Uh, Notre, you know, Sharps are going to trust their preseason ranking on Notre Dame. Everybody laid the double digits against Cal last week. They won that game at home by a touchdown. Didn't cover. Came very close. They got points on a fluky offsides call. Cal dropped a ball that could have tied that game. Notre Dame could easily be 0-3. Notre Dame put everything into that Cal game after the 0-2 start and the the shocking loss at home to Marshall. They had to win that game. Now they're going to go on the road to UNC, a team that's looking for revenge for their last two losses at Notre Dame and play a UNC team coming off a of bye, two weeks to prep for a huge home game against Notre Dame. Josh Downs, All-American receiver, he's been out the last two weeks for UNC. They've been averaging 51 points per game without him. 10 grabs, 130 yards, for, and a touchdown. The last time they played Notre Dame, UNC's offense is going off on Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's averaging 18 points per game. I don't know how they're going to score. UNC beats Notre Dame. That's I'm giving that one on the money line. They're two-point home favorites. Look-ahead line was Notre Dame laying seven here before the season. Notre Dame stinks. Uh, that's probably my most passionate spot. And this is coming from a guy that's on UNC under seven and a half wins. They've proven me wrong. They're good. They're going to be Notre wow. Dame. You liked that one, huh, Steve?
0: Well, actually, I, I got one game that I'm on, too.
2: I, okay, go ahead.
0: Florida plus ten and a half, because our friend Drew Martin gave it Drew Martin on gets, Twitter on his. It. Yep, he gave that. And the reason why I got on is because he did it in a casino, and that's my kind of guy. So if he's in a casino uh not using that time to play and to give out a, a like a bet then I, I'm taking it. so I literally bet Florida plus ten and a half
2: on Saturday Tennessee wide receiver one Tillman is going to be out for that game um I I do there think and and Florida has a very good history against Tennessee. uh I think Tennessee wins. I think Florida covers um if we're talking that game. two other ones really quick Arkansas a and M. Am's not very good um, and I know you you're an Arkansas guy you're a big hogs guy Steve um, I know right <laughs> Am 17 to 9 against Miami in a, at home in a game coming off a loss against Appalachian State when you have to kind of prove it you win 17 to nine in a game that Miami misses two field goals your first touchdown comes on a Miami muffed punt where you have to go like 15 yards to get it into the end zone Am's not good Arkansas is gonna show up neutral site game in Dallas Hogs win that one. And then finally, the upset of the night, um, Oregon State Beavers at home hosting highly ranked USC. USC is going to put up points, but that defense hasn't been tested. They haven't seen an offense like this Beavers speed demon offense. Uh, I got them plus seven early. I like them at plus six. I'm going to give the Beavers over the USC Trojans as the upset of the week in the, the nightcap, Stephen. There you have it. Successful college football sure. corner, entertaining rant. There
0: you go. And Florida plus ten and a half. Let's yes, go. and we we got Something one we for?
2: got one from Steve. Producer Samir chimes in. He also wanted us to let everyone know he's gonna be at the Pats Ravens game. I don't know what that's I don't know what that's worth. That probably makes me more confident in the Ravens disappointing Samir for going to the game. Uh but he asked me who do I like in the Pittsburgh URI game? Uh my Rhode Island Rams oh, against Samir's God's Pittsburgh sakes. Panthers. I haven't seen a, uh, a spread yet in this one. I think it's going to be in the 30s. Um, so yeah, Samir and I, I guess, will probably have to bet a beer on this one uh, on the spread. But if URI wins the game, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to make Samir do, but it's going to be funny. Um, oh, what the hell? What Julio
0: Rodriguez is leaving the game mid inning.
2: We're not a ba- we're hell? not a baseball podcast right now, but as long as he, I don't care, I, I... as long as he holds on to his grasp on the AL Rookie of the Year, I'm fine there. We need them. For, we need no, him. I, for I mean, but yes, by the time everybody's listening to this, you will know exactly what happened to J. Rod by now. For Steve Buchanan at sbuchanan24 on Twitter, for Julian Edlow, at Julian Edlow on Twitter, for the Unreasonable Odds Podcast at Unreasonable Odd, no S on Twitter. We are brought to you by DraftKings. There's a football I'm holding up in front of the camera. It says DraftKings on it. That is our week three NFL podcast with the College Football Corner. Uh, thank you to Johnny Avello for coming on, doing odds are with us, and uh, we will be back next week. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you know anyone that has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler.